Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Deep Soul Awakenings. I am your host, Millie. Um, still kind of feels weird to say that um, without Chas. But um, yeah, so what's up, everybody? We have been going through lots and lots of different things, lots and lots of little deaths, change of energies. Um, there's been a lot going on, to say the least. Um, we just had the new moon in Cancer, which means new beginnings and Cancers, you know, our water so there's lots of emotions there's lots of probably crying and release going on um so just remind yourselves that crying isn't a bad thing crying is to me a sign of remembrance you know the water remembers everything so when we cry it's because we are experiencing deep deep remembrance and that remembrance is released with tears so i wanted to just start this episode by thanking all of you who have been with us from the beginning. I feel like this podcast has definitely been just a record of the changes within me and the ways that I've grown and the person that I've become uh, because I'm really excited to be this person that I am now, this reflective person who chooses what type of energy it is that she's going to respond to. Um, and with that, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about, or at least one of the points that I wanted to make. Um, you know, I, I know that a lot of times it's hard for us when we are in specific situations to choose whether or not we're going to respond. Um, I, in the past, was one of those people that was just like, oh, what? no, I'm petty. So if somebody says something to me, I'm going to respond and blah, 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 blah. And whatever you say, I'm going to say it worse and I'm going to make you feel like shit. And it's crazy because I used to pride myself in that, you know, being able to make you feel horrible after you or after I thought you tried to make me horrible. But now with the understanding that I have, I know that that actually wasn't it. And it was more a perception of energy um, and a perception of the response and the situation in itself. Um, but I say this to say that when we make the choice to respond, in responding, we are accepting that energy and we are essentially breathing life into that energy. So when we are choosing to respond to negative things or negative perceptions or assumptions about ourselves, we are choosing to give that energy. And we definitely have the choice not to, you know, because it's like the energy we are is the energy that we receive. And this week and I was talking to a friend and we were just talking about, you know, the way that energy flows and, you know, the idea of calling things to us and contracts and all of the good things that come with that and in between. And one of the things that I had told her was, you know, the way that I think of energy is like the Wheel of Fortune, the tarot card of the Wheel of Fortune. So we have this wheel that continuously turns and turns and turns, depending on what it is that we're feeding it. And sometimes this wheel can get out of alignment, right? Based upon the energy that we choose to accept. 
So if we have someone who is, let's say, spewing negativity in the form of a perception or the form of the energy that they are, so they're just giving, giving, giving all of this energy. And this energy is not aligned with our energy, but we choose to respond and accept it. This energy, this like wind, I guess, if you want to think of it like a, think of it as like a, a windmill of sorts. This wind is being blown in like a counterclockwise way. And when we choose to accept it, it starts to turn our wheel in a counterclockwise fashion. And if we choose to respond, we are also sending that energy back out. So now we have this wheel in full fruition. It's just moving and moving and moving. And before we know it, we are engulfed by this energy that is not ours because we've chosen to make the choice to accept it as our own, to accept this perception as our own. So now this perception continues to show up in the places and the things and the things and the responses that we're giving people because now we've accepted this perception. So now we're continuously calling more of this energy to ourselves. So we're continuously allowing this to flow to us. And what one of my friends had told me when we were speaking, um, and I hope that it's okay with her that I'm using this example, was that she felt like she was only worthy of like droplets, trickles of love. And I was like, you know, well, honey, why is that? And she was like, you know, because in the interactions that I've had with people, I've always only be given, been given trickles, and that's part of my contract. So I was like, well, I, I, I urge you to look at this from a different perspective, you know. You're blowing this energy on this wheel, and you've accepted this energy as your own, and it's just flowing and flowing and flowing, and you're continuously putting out there, my contract is to only receive trickles of love, and it's flowing with this, so the universe, when that wheel shifts to turn back to you, is only be giving you people who can give you only trickles of love, because you've already accepted that energy as your own, and what I encouraged her to do was to look at it in, in the aspect of, you know, a trickle is only one drop of the ocean and the ocean is so vast and huge and magnificent and never ending, you know? So why tell yourself that you can only have a trickle when the ocean is so vast, when the ocean is so fruitful and there is so much of the ocean to give? Why tell yourself that you can only have a piece when you can swim and be submerged in the ocean? Why choose to only have a fraction when you're not limited by the amount that you can have. So I really ask for everyone to be just mindful of the choices that we're making to respond and in the instances where we're choosing to respond and to just pause for a second and think whether or not the way that you're going to respond or what it is that you're responding to, is that something that you want to claim for yourself? Is that a perception that you want to claim? Is that energy you want to bring into yourself? You know, is that what you want life to be? I've been learning a lot when it comes to energy and connections and all of those types of things. And one of the things that I had been asking for, wishing for, hoping for, um, was connection. You know, connection to the earth, connection to the elements, and a sense of presence here. I feel like I'm a person who spends a lot of time in spirit, but doesn't necessarily connect to the earth. 
And in sitting and reflecting and thinking about this, you know, I continuously told myself that I was unable to connect to the earth and connecting to the earth essentially is connecting to its people, connecting in love, sitting by the water and enjoying the water and allowing it to speak to you, sitting and watching the birds, feeling the beautiful breeze on blow through, you know, your body and, and just enjoying the heat of the sun. These are all of the things that I continuously told myself I was lacking. So in the moments where I was experiencing it, I was unaware and I unable to receive it. So I actually journeyed with ayahuasca. And one thing that I had asked her for was presence. And she helped me to realize that I was already connected to this to this plane to the physical plane i was already allowing love to be to be the bridge between spirit and the earth and nature and, and all of these beautiful things so that i could be present i already had all of these things that i was asking for but i wasn't allowing myself to receive it because i was telling myself that there was a lack and when you come from a place of lack when you continue to tell yourself that you're lacking something you will only continue to see lack in your life and what she allowed me to do was to remember that we are all connected and that in speaking and connecting to our brothers and our sisters because at the end of the day we are all brothers and sisters whether we care to acknowledge it or not in connecting with them and sharing with them and sharing our medicines with them because you know Medicine can be wisdom, medicine can be song, medicine can be a hand on someone's shoulder in a moment where they are feeling grief. Medicine can be allowing yourself to see someone in their darkness and remind them of how beautiful they are. Medicine can be shared in so many ways and that in itself is presence. That in itself is connection, that in itself is connection to the earth and the existence that you are in. And it is beautiful. It is exactly what you need. And it reminds me, you know, all you need is within you. You just need to remember that it's there. You are allowed to be your own medicine. You are allowed to share others' medicines. We are all reflections of ourselves. So we can share this medicine with of, of the things that we have learned together in order to connect even more to this existence, to experience it in the ways that we are meant to. There was a song that I heard recently, and I said, remember why you came here. Remember your life is sacred. And these lives are so sacred and beautiful. But I feel like there is this disconnect to the earth and to what it is that we are here for and to presence, you know? Our ancestors knew that our lives were sacred. Our ancestors knew that the earth was sacred, knew that the elements were sacred, knew that there were sacred places where we could all connect. And I feel like, or rather I know in my heart, that the purpose of all of this and the purpose of my path and the purpose of speaking to all of you consistently all the time is really just a call to urge us all back to kind of like um, one of my oracle cards by Geno says, go back to the future. Looking to our ancestors, looking to their ways in order to bring those ways to the future. There is so much value in sitting in ceremony together as people, as, as, as a collective, as love. 
There is so much value in singing songs around a fire together and expressing ourselves and sharing those things from the heart with other people. That is the medicine. The love that you share with others, the pieces of yourself that you give and share with others that vulnerability. And I feel like the beautiful thing that ayahuasca teaches us is that she teaches us that we, in our moments of vulnerability and in our moments where we are so vulnerable that there is no more shame because at that point on ayahuasca it's like on ayahuasca you're puking you might be shitting you might be like unable to move you might not be able to do anything for yourself and you have to ask for help you have to ask for help in order to be okay she teaches you that it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to look to others who are like you for help because there are others who want to help. There are others who want to heal. There are others who want to share their medicine with you. And we've lost that somewhere. There's been a disconnect to that somewhere where we're no longer living in the ways that our ancestors live in the ways that they connect to the land and honor each other and just honor spaces as sacred honor ourselves as sacred honor the water as sacred honor the air and the trees and everything as sacred there is wisdom in the trees the water remembers all there is a reason why in moments of grief or clarity or happiness we cry it is all connected we are all connected to all of this whether or not we choose to believe so but when we get to a point where we are able to go back to the ways of our ancestors and sing their songs and remember the things that they knew because what they knew was wisdom. We consider ourselves to be these people who are so much more advanced, but we are forgetting that sometimes our ancestors knew the keys already. We are forgetting to share their stories. We are forgetting to share that wisdom. We are forgetting to share that knowledge. It is no longer being sung, sung around fires. It is no more. It is no longer being told to our youth. Our communities have value because every single member of them has value. And I would love for us to get back to a place where. We are taking care of our elderly and, you know, when they are unable to physically do any jobs, they become the people who share the wisdom, who share the stories with their children so that the ways and the connections and the wisdom is not forgotten. There is so much wisdom that is being lost by us not sitting in community and speaking and valuing every single one of us around us. We need to get back to that. You know, we need to go back to the sacred places where our ancestors prayed and prayed. Honor them. Pray in the same spaces and honor the, honor the fact that they prayed in those spaces. We need to honor the fact that we are the manifestation of their dreams. We are the manifestations of their prayers. They prayed for better things. They prayed for better lives. They prayed for awareness. They prayed for awakening. They prayed for healing. And we are the embodiment of that. We can be the embodiment of that. We can be better as a collective. There is this, to me, illusion of separation when there is no separation. We are all a collective. When we get back to a place of realizing that we are all one, we are all affected by all of the planets, by all of 
all of the earth, by all of the different things, we are all collected. We are all collectively affected. And grandmother, ayahuasca taught me that when we choose to come together and we choose to receive the medicine together, when we choose to receive medicine together, to share medicine together, we create reality, we create healing together as a collective in that instance. And we are all tied to each other. So as we go through the waves of ups and downs, we go through it all together. Not one of us is alone. Not one of us is left behind. And there is always someone there to help when you shout. And there is always water for you to drink in order to remember. Um, I'm not sure if originally that was the message that I wanted to start with, but I know that that is where it went. And I know that that is with purpose. Because I really feel like we are being called to go back. Go back to the ways of our ancestors. Go back to the ways of connecting and presence. Because one thing that our ancestors had, especially in their sacred circles, in their ceremonies, was presence. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to that connection. We need to get back to being communities where everyone has value, where everyone is honored, where everyone has sacred spaces that they go to in order to feel connected, to feel at home. A lot of us here are lacking those sacred spaces where we're able to connect and ground ourselves. And I really feel like if we work together, we work together intentionally, we'll be able to find that. We really need to go back, back in order to create a future. Because without understanding the foundations that were set for us, without understanding the wisdom that was already given to us and being able to pass on that wisdom, I don't feel like we'll ever really get ahead because we'll always be seeking that wisdom. And if it is already there, why not share it? Um, with that, I also wanted to do some polls. So I wanted to do a weekly poll uh, because I did one last time and I just wanted to do one again. Um, so we're just gonna do this poll and we're gonna ask for the energies or the theme from the 18th to the 31st. So I asked my elevated ancestors, Spirit, what messages do you have for the collective? for the weeks of July 18th to 31st. Okay, so just give me one second because I am actually going to pull another card. And I realize sometimes that I'm actually on a podcast and that the silence might be a little weird as I'm shuffling. Um, that's usually where Chas talks, but since it's just me, I will be mindful. Um, so this is very interesting for me. So the first card that I pulled was the five of staffs and the five of staffs really talks about, you know, <clears throat> competition and conflict 
And I feel like that speaks a lot to what I was saying, you know. When we are in competition with each other, when we are in conflict with each other, when we are not communicating and allowing perceptions and project and projections of what we feel or what we feel we understand or what it is that we are feeling to be the understanding of someone's reaction or of someone's moves or actions, then we are essentially putting ourselves in a place of ego. And for this, I pulled the oracle card of closed road. If we continue to fight with each other and think that we need to be in competition with each other, and I, while I cannot speak to the male perspective because I am not a man and I do not understand what a man goes through in this world or what it is to be a man in this world, and I respect and honor the fact that I never will, I can speak as a woman when it comes to competition and conflict and egos. And I can say that as women, at times we convince ourselves that we should be in competition with other women because maybe we need to prove that we are better than them or that we have more than them. Or when it comes to situations where it is women fighting over a man, we want to be the one that they choose because we need to prove that we are better. No, she can't give you what I can give you. So you're going to go there, you're going to go here. We're never going to get anywhere that way because we're just feeding the attention. We're just feeding the ego in that aspect. And we're not allowing value to be placed on ourselves. We're not giving ourselves value. A man that truly wants to be with you will not put you in a position to have to show that you are better than someone else or put you in a position to make you feel like you are in competition with another woman. Because a man that sees your value is going to know what a gift he has been given. But until we get to a place where we can see our own value, we're going to continue to project that energy of unworthiness. And we are going to continue as women, as a collective, to attract that energy of men who make us feel like we are not valued. Because we are going to continue to turn that wheel with that energy and that flow and it is going to continuously be drawn back to us. On the other side of that, the shadow card of that, which is usually the card that um, I feel is the thing that we should be working on or concentrating on or seeing more of, you know, because it's a shadow. We're in our egos. We're in competition. There's lots of tension. But it, it, the card that I pulled for the shadow is the Queen of Swords. And swords for me, the Queen of Swords has always, always, always been a symbol of power, a symbol of strength, someone who is ready to fight and stand and move for what it is that they feel and what it is that they believe in. And I really feel that this is asking us to remove ourselves from situations, remove ourselves from the situation and look at it from an outside perspective and ask yourself, what is it that's really going on here? Is the energy that I'm being given is, is what I'm being told about myself a perception of what this other person has decided or is it actually a reflection of myself? You can feel whether or not it's a perception of yourself when you just subtract yourself from the situation. You know, and it's really asking you to be honest with yourself. How is it that you perceive yourself? 
when you remove your emotions from this situation, when you remove how it is that you're feeling, your perceptions, your your decisions that you made, your your emotions that you've placed on situations, when you remove all of that and you're in a more balanced way, place, you're more connected, are you able to respond in ways that benefit you or you are able to see that in those situations responding does not suit you because responding causes you to bring yourself to a lower vibration because now you are accepting energy that is at a lower vibration than what you hold yourself. It's really, really asking you to be mindful of yourself. Be mindful of who you are. Sit with yourself. Talk to yourself. Who is it that you that you perceive yourself to be? Stop taking other people's perceptions of yourself and holding them as your own. Decide for yourself, who are you? Who is it that you want to be? And accept that truth as your own and move accordingly. Do the work to embody that. And in the moments where you are, where you are unable to see yourself, Ask for someone to see you. Ask for someone that you trust who is of equal vibration to see you so that they can help you to remember how to be your own medicine and find your light in the darkness. And the other card that I pulled is heaven. We have the ability to create heaven wherever we are. But heaven first starts within. And what I really feel like we're being asked to work on is finding out who it is that we are within. So with that, I will go briefly um, into some card pulls quickly into the transition in the North Nodes and the South Nodes. So for those of you that know, or I guess some of you know, maybe not all of you know, I am not very well-versed in astrology. I am more better with cards and just kind of reading energy. Um, so the nodes essentially have went from Taurus and Scorpio. So Taurus and Scorpio are actually my nodes. So this was very heavy for me on the acknowledging of patterns, noticing of patterns, releasing of patterns, releasing of energy that doesn't serve me and really bringing to surface all of the things that were kind of handed down to me and taking a second and being like, yeah, no, no, thank you. I do not accept this anymore. And then now it's shifting into Aries and Libra. So Aries and Libra is definitely asking us to look into our relationships and to really reflect and see how it is that we show up for ourselves and others. Because in the ways that we show up for ourselves are the ways that we can show up for others. We can't show up for someone else in the ways that we cannot show up for ourselves. So I'm going to do another poll. I'm going to ask Spirit and my ancestors, what messages do you have for the collective with this North and South node in Aries and Libra? Interesting. Um, I get happy when I pull cards and it's like good cards and it shows like just growth and beautifulness. Um, 
if there is anything that I want for everyone in this world is for everyone to gain a little bit of, aware of awareness or a lot of bit of awareness and to just see themselves for what they truly are. We are divine energy. We are divine energy and a human existence. And we are here to feel and experience all of it. So the cards that I pulled, interesting enough, are um, Knight of Cups. So the Knight of Cups is really asking you to look towards the future. Look towards the future and see what it is that you want to fill your cup with. What is it that you want to fill yourself with? What is it? What energy is it that you want to be? You know, follow your gut. You, you, Your gut, for most of us, can tell you where to go, what to do, how to move, how to flow. And if you allow yourself to trust yourself, you'll see that you can pave your own way. A lot of times we make decisions based on what we feel others want us to do. So this energy is really asking you to take notice of what it is that you feel you want to do. What is it that you want to do? What is it that feels good to you? We are what we attract. Be mindful of what it is that you want to attract, baby. You want to attract love. You want to attract a good person. You want to attract your divine masculine. Then stop and think of how, what, how, what, in what ways can I embody the divine feminine that is the counterpart to my masculine in order to draw that person to me, in order to draw that energy to me? In what ways can I shift myself and shift my energy and embody the life that is that I want to live in order to attract that life to me? Allow yourself to be your own medicine. Allow yourself to heal yourself and create, create music, create songs, create pictures, feed yourself, feed yourself all of the things that you are trying to attract. Remind yourself of how beautiful this world can actually be and how many of us there actually are. For those of us that are awake, that are seeking community, the community is there. Open yourself to receive them. Stop telling yourself that you have to leave everybody behind in order to embody your true self. You can embody your true self and set boundaries and still have all the people that you want in your life and love fiercely. The oracle card that I pulled to that is tethered. Um, and it's actually the tethered card in reverse, which I felt is interesting. And I feel like it's really signifying that we are allowing ourselves to be released from the conditioning and the thinking and the things that we were told to do and really coming to a place where we're allowing ourselves to think for ourselves and that oof, my loves that's a beautiful thing and I am here for all of it and I accept that in my life as well for our shadow card it's funny that I pulled the three of cups and then also for my oracle card as community and it's really asking us to surround ourselves with the communities that we want to be in. Surround yourself with like energy. Find people around you who have similar energy and allow these to be the people that you interact with. If there are events and things that are going on that speak to your soul, go. Be part of it. Don't be scared to go by yourself. You will find people there. Your people will always come to you. Call out to your people. I call out to all of to, to my soul tribe, to all of my people from all the different places in the earth, from all of the corners in the earth, and I call them to me. I invite them into my life. I invite them into my community. I invite them to grow and, and create medicine and to share medicine and to just be what it is that we were meant to be and to go back to being a collective energy like my ancestors once were. I invite that energy 
into my life, I invite that energy and welcome it back into me. Call out for the things that you want to receive. Embody the things that you want to receive. Remember that this life is also filled with joy and gifts and love. Allow yourself to love yourself in the ways that you seek to be loved, for we are all reflections of ourselves. And once we start to love ourselves, we can call that love in from other places and reflections. But also, celebration. Allow yourself to celebrate how far it is that you have come. Allow yourself to celebrate the small victories. And in those moments where you know that the old you would have responded to that energy that is going to bring you down and you decided not to and you decided to honor yourself and hold your energy and everything you are as sacred, celebrate yourself, honey. Because that is the fucking goal. And you are doing the damn thing. So I say to all of you with so much love, thank you. Thank you for sharing the space with me. Thank you for being on this journey with me and for bearing witness in the different ways that I have been changing. I appreciate you all. And I send you all so, so much love. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.